Hey, welcome everybody. This is Ray Lucia Jr. And oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. Episode one of our podcast. This is Managing Your Financial Future. I am with my cousin, my partner, Joe Lucia, president of Lucia Capital Group. Joe, what's up? Hey, Ray. This is pretty exciting. Our first podcast. Thought we'd kick it off with uh, some stories. Well, it's funny you mentioned stories, Joe, because I remember when we used to drive up. I mean, we, we opened up our office up in Newport Beach, and it was a period of time in our lives where we're just kind of learning and how to build an office from scratch. And I just used to tell all these stories. It was it was a good time with you. We would burn the midnight oil, and there were several times I have to tell you after about the third story, we had to cut it short. I enjoy telling stories. It helps build rapport with people. But sometimes I tell one too many stories. So Joe came up with this code language, I guess. <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody about it? I'm still laughing about it. So we were up in Newport Beach, and we were meeting with a nice couple. And, you know, we were about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes into the meeting. And uh, I could tell they were, they were ready to move on with their evening. But Junior started about his fifth story. And uh, I had to tell him afterwards, hey, that was like three stories too many. So next time, this is what we're going to do. When the, the meeting's getting a little long, I'm going to take my pen and I'm going to set it out on the table. And oh, no, no, no. It's not just like set it out on the table, folks. <laughs> oh, it is like slam it down on the table. He slams it down in the middle of the table so that I could see it, so that I can shut the you-know-what up. And well, was that's been our code for ever since. It, and now everybody here at the company knows when Junior's told one too many stories, it's like in unison. You Can you imagine like 50 people at the same time pulling their, their, their Mont Blanc out of their pocket and putting it on the pen? Hey, you know, CEO, it's time to shut the hell up. And that's, you know, I love our people, Joe. And it's all because of you. Uh, I, I saved you from, you know, the black and blue shins because kicking you under the uh, desk wasn't working. It, it wasn't working. It's all those years playing lacrosse. You know, my, I don't feel anything on my shins. But, uh, you know, so telling stories is really kind of the foundation of what we're going to do here at this podcast. We're going to lead off every podcast with a story and then we're going to turn it over to the team and you know you're going to have Johnny Dean leading the the discussion with Rick the Professor Plum and some other members of our team and maybe even some special guests from time to time where they'll talk more in depth about financial strategies and ideas so that you can you know gain some insight into what it's like to work with a financial advisor and to have a plan and a strategy to help you manage your financial future so Joe you know uh, um, we were talking about uh, this one situation. Well, they think they had it all dialed in, right? I mean, they're doing everything right. They're working with a financial advisor. You know, they've got their strategy dialed in. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you, you think you've got it all squared away, but there are sometimes scenarios that pop up that could throw a wrench in it. So Correct. And what would happen should one of them pass away? And, you know, they were counting on, you know, the, the money every month. They didn't realize that when one of them passed... They weren't going to keep the income. They'd only get one of the Social Securities. So, you know, in that scenario, their income basically got cut in half. Now, they had other income sources and things. But, you know, for, for this discussion, you know, we really need to understand, hey, what happens should you lose a spouse? And, you know, we all know one day you're going to kick the bucket. And it's never fun to have those types of conversations and, but that's our job, right? It's our job as financial advisors to bring up those difficult conversations and to plan for the unforeseen. And in this case, you got it all dialed in. Retirement plan looks perfect. 
but what if something happens to one of you and then whack it's not half of your total income on behalf of your direct income or your social security benefits but that may represent like 30 percent so now all of a sudden you got a 30 percent gap in income that you gotta you gotta find from somewhere within your the rest of your portfolio and if you don't plan appropriately for that scenario then you might be out of luck so th- there's lots of different scenarios but that's what we really want to get into and talk about and educate people so they know what to expect should something happen you know it's really just taking the time to lay out the scenarios to understand the pros and the cons so you can make educated decisions with a smart financial team and financial advisors and so that's what this is all about here managing your financial future we hope you tune in every episode and right now we're going to turn over to the team to go a little bit more into detail about this topic because there's lots of different nuances and I hope you enjoy the content. Here's Johnny. It's been almost two decades we've been on this journey to educate, liberate, and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future, achieve peace of mind, and accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you set your goals and guide you along the way to help you achieve them. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. I'm your host, Johnny Dean, with our own Rick the Professor Plum, Chief Financial Planning Officer. All right, podcast time. Welcome, Johnny Dean here, Professor Rick Plum. Say hi, Rick. Good morning and afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening, listening to this. That's, that's the beauty of a podcast. <laughs> you can listen anytime. Uh, thank you, Ray. I appreciate that uh, that 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 intro. And uh, so so let's get to this here. Uh, Social Security. You know, Social Security is a form. We look at it as a form of guaranteed income. Well, it, it is guaranteed. It is guaranteed by the government, and it's one of those incomes that you can't screw up. No, uh, because you were either good bad investor, lucky, unlucky. It, it, it happens and but, once you start it. But your decision is when you start it. And unfortunately, by the time you get around to starting it, the, the number is pretty much set because it's based on 35 years. So it, it, the only thing you have a choice of taking is early, late, or on time. So you, once you get there, it's not all that easy to manipulate no. that number. And what I find interesting, it's guaranteed income, but only while you're alive. You see, <laughs> and 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 <laughs> well, for a lot of people after they're, they're they've passed, they're not worried. But how many times on the show did we talk about the survivor issue? Well, and that's exactly it. You know, some people purchase annuities, right? And some of these annuities can continue through the the joint uh, life, joint life, which which I think people are are aware of. Here's where the confusion comes, and Ray mentioned this in in his uh, remarks here. I think. People People tend to look at it. They hear about a survivor benefit, right, right. for Social Security. So they say, okay, well, I'm getting two grand a month, let's say, and my spouse is getting two grand a month. Uh, when they die, I get my two grand a month because it's mine. And then there's a survivor benefit. So you know, I'll <laughs> if I'll, only it, I'll, it doesn't okay. quite work that way. No, uh, there is a survivor benefit, and for those of you that have your own benefit, what when the survivor issue happens. You get the higher of the two. Yes. You don't get the, the both of them stacked on top of each other. Which would be nice, as you said. But it's not going to happen because that's the way the system works. So if, in your case, you've got two individuals, married individuals, uh, and they are both getting 2000 a month from Social Security, they're both uh, post-full retirement age, and one of them passes away, the smaller, well, in this case, of the same size. So the two thousand dollars a month is going to go away, and you'll just continue with the other two thousand dollars. So you went from four thousand dollars a month in Social Security down to two thousand dollars a month in Social Security. That's quite a cut, and it depends well, on how you've set up your financial life 
how that cut is going to affect you. Uh, if this is the majority of your income or a big portion of your income, that may be a hard cut to swallow for that surviving spouse. I would say a 50% cut in income is, at least from a Social Security standpoint. Now, we can talk about ways to remedy this. I know there's life insurance and a few things that you might want to consider. Now, this was put into place. It, it might seem odd, you know. Well, so how, what kind of survivor benefit is that? I get no benefit if we had a, you know, equal equal uh, Social Securities or very little if they were uh, almost equal. But this was put in place back in, like, 1939, where there was generally just one breadwinner for the house, usually the man, and in that case, uh, you know, if, if the breadwinner died, they, they would continue to get their income. That was a good thing. Problem is, of course, now you have, you know, two working, two, two working spouses, yeah. you have oftentimes, in fact, you will probably have two sp- uh, social securities. So that's why, that's why it, it's kind of an unintended... Cut and pay? Cut and pay. It's a consequence. It's it sort is. of an unintended consequence of Social Security. And we've, we've bring this up a lot when we're talking about A, Social Security planning, B, investment planning, and, and retirement planning, because it's one thing to look at what you guys need as a married couple. It's another thing to look at the second stage, which may be a survivor issue, and where is that survivor going to get their money? Because in many cases, if you have a pension, at least some, if not all, that pension goes away when you do. Some of the Social Security will go away when you do. Mm -hmm. But not all the expenses of the survivor are going to go down to nothing. It's not like the survivor is half of the income. I mean, usually... There may be some less expense when somebody passes away. Presumably there was some expense for that individual, but it doesn't just cut the overall no. expenses in half no it, it it doesn't and for just people just I think don't if they're, if they're not talking to somebody about their finances they don't really think about this aspect of it now as I said there are ways to remedy this uh, you know part of it is through planning and you know deciding when to take the social security and sometimes you see the lower social security spouse or take one early mm-hmm. and then another one take it later so there's actually a disparate in, uh, amount between the two benefits so that you have uh, as one of the examples uh, uh, Ray talked about was you're only giving up a smaller amount uh, for a survivor. The survivor continues with the higher of the right. two benefits. This, uh, the, what we're talking about, of course, is the, the the biggest problem comes when you have almost or or equal, or equal benefits because you lose half. If I had, I think Ray mentioned, uh, you know, if one spouse had a twenty eight hundred dollar benefit and the other one had an eight hundred dollar benefit, say you're still giving up something, but it's nowhere near as much you, as giving up that two thousand in the earlier example. You lose the eight hundred dollar benefit, but you keep the twenty eight hundred. It's not a great deal to lose 800 a month no but it's better than losing half it's better than losing a bigger number and uh, one one that you're used to being able to spend so part of the ability to work through the survivor issue is planning the other is if you've gotten to a point where you don't have those options anymore now how do we deal with it is it just flat out you're going to take a cut and pay and you have to deal with it or is there a way to have some life insurance to pick it up the difference and be able to add some assets or do you have enough assets that it's not an issue well if i didn't plan for it the cut and pay is going to happen no matter what yes and if i didn't have anything in place like life insurance or if i don't have a portfolio or something where i can draw on right, so it may be that you consciously during your joint lives spend a lower distribution amount from your portfolio to provide for that surviving spouse in the future. Unfortunately, these are unknowns. How long of a period of time will there be a surviving spouse? It's not always where there's a 10, 15 yeah. year, 20, you know, 20 year period of time that the survivor uh, lives past the first uh, spouse, but sometimes it's fairly short time. And so do you cut yourself short while you're both alive? 
just in case you have a long survivor issue. Yeah, these are tough issues. Have have you have you heard of people? Professor Plum, who have said, well, I'm retired now at age 65 or something like that. I've always had life insurance, but I, I'm, I'm not going to do it because I, I, don't I don't have a job more. coming in, so I'm going to cancel my life insurance policy. Now, I mean, a term policy is going to run out at some point anyway, but you know, I, I've heard it recommended to some people that you should drop it because you don't have you don't have, you know, your, your paycheck coming in anymore. Well, I've However, heard it said that if you can afford to retire, why do you need life insurance? Your money's coming from your portfolio and your and your other benefits. Social security, oh, social security or pensions or whatever it is. Well, why do you need life insurance? It may be because the pension and social security go away and the, <laughs> you know, there's still expenses to continue. Well, exactly. And this is where planning comes into play. Uh, I, I just don't think people necessarily pay attention to, well, how much am I getting and how much are you getting? Because I of the misconception that a survivor benefit is stacked on top of your own benefit. From a Social Security standpoint, that's all a it, very big misconception. All it means is you get the higher of yours or your spouse's. Right. It's so it, one of them is going to drop off. One of them is going to drop off. And, and if they're equal or similar in size... You know, that's a pretty good size cut and pay. It sure is. It sure is. So, so remedies. Well, first of all, you mentioned maybe you could what live on less while you're alive, uh, not live on the portfolio, live on less of the portfolio. Grow. You know, if because you want the portfolio to grow during your joint lives, so there's a bigger portfolio when you ultimately leave a survivor issue uh, do your Roth conversions so that the, the the survivor has a more tax efficient time in the survivorship mode rather than an increase in expenses at the same time You're with right. the higher taxes they're a single individual now which is a whole different tax <laughs> situation <laughs> but it all comes down to planning how much time you have to do this planning. Are you mm-hmm. making these decisions before you've gotten to a point where you're gonna make your social security decisions? What's your longevity look like? And we have to look at both sides of it. What happens if you live too long? What happens if you unfortunately pass away too soon? What is your portfolio? How much, I mean, some people will retire, they both start their social security, and they're basically hitting that portfolio for the max because that's what they need while they're alive. They're both alive. Mm-hmm. And they don't look into the future, and they don't say, well, what happens if one of us dies? And part of the pension goes away. One of the social securities goes away. And we've been not letting the portfolio grow because we've been stripping the mm-hmm. income from it every year. So now there's not much of a portfolio. So if, if you're in a situation and you're sitting here listening to this podcast and you're thinking, well, both of my, my spouse and I have pretty good social security benefits. And as a result, we don't have a whole lot of you know money stacked away. So we're going to be getting a good portion of our retirement income from social security. Uh, they're staring at this situation of, well, one of them is probably going to die before the other. Now, this could be a big problem if they die early. Uh, would you recommend, Professor Plum, what? Uh, continue a life insurance policy, purchase a separate one while they still can? Well, it depends on the type of life insurance they currently have. Term insurance, as you mentioned earlier, at some point is going to get too expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the whole idea of term. It doesn't, and, and the closer you get to normal mortality, 
<laughs> the more expensive it gets because the insurance right. company is realizing, you know, we may actually have to pay out on this thing. So <laughs> the closer you get, it's just a fact of business life with insurance. They're not in the business of paying people insurance. I mean, they, they don't want to do it if they can if they can help it. So depending upon the type of insurance you have, maybe you convert it to uh, a form of a guaranteed universal life or something of that nature. At this point, if you're already in your 60s and you're taking your Social Security and you don't have the options to redeploy the portfolio too much, much, you're probably going to be looking at, you don't want a cash value policy that's going to grow as a retirement asset because A, you're in retirement, you don't have the time for it to work for you, and you don't have the premium dollars to be able to put out for those types of policies. You want basically the lowest cost that you can get for the time that you're going to need it. And the time is the rest of your life. Like a guaranteed universal life, I potentially. Think that's where a guaranteed universal life works. And how much you need, that gets into how much, you know, do we need to support 30, 40 years worth of retirement needs? Probably not. Uh, so you may not need to have a huge, 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 but you may need to replace that $20,000, $24,000 a year mm-hmm. for you know, five, 10 years. Yeah. What about so, so, Security, yeah. so life insurance is one way to go. Uh, if somebody doesn't feel like that's right for them for whatever reason, or maybe they're uninsurable, what about some sort Could of an, an issue? What about some sort of an annuity uh, payment, guaranteed income through an insurance company? Well, you can always add to that. Now, the question is, do you need it now during your lifetime, or do you need it only if there's a survivor issue? Uh, and maybe you do do it while you're alive, making sure that it's a joint payout and use that to accumulate assets for the future. You know, that way you have it, uh, you've already locked it in so that you may not need the income right now, but you take the income and you direct it to a growth portfolio so that over the next 10 years, while you're both still alive, you build up some extra money on the side and then one of you passes away, you've got the guaranteed Mm -hmm. income and you've got some extra portfolio. This is where guarantees make a whole lot of sense. I'm a big fan, as you probably know. Personally, I'm a big fan of the guaranteed income. I like to know what the worst possible situation is. I like to know that it's going to keep coming in. You know, I'm less concerned about rate of return as long as I can live on what I can on, on what's coming in. Right, as long as you've got a guaranteed of income for the rest of your life, where you're not going to be poor, you're not going to be mm-hmm. you know kicked out for any reason, then. It's a little bit easier to sleep at night. So if I'm in a situation where our Social Securities are fairly equal and I don't have much else, we talked about life insurance as potentially being one. Maybe maybe, maybe figuring out. Or either spend less, buy some guarantees, <laughs> or get some insurance if, if you're at the situation where you can't m- manipulate the, the incomes that you're receiving. So maybe try to live off of just one of the Social Securities and maybe sock away the other Social Security? It, I don't know. It may not be a, an option, but you need to explore what will happen if yeah. one of you passes away. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not thought of uh, very often. So, so these are, as I said, potential remedies, life insurance, some form of guaranteed uh, income through an annuity perhaps, maybe living off of learning to live off of less, socking a little bit way, uh, more of it away. You talked about living perhaps not taking so much from your portfolio. Right, which is similar to you know buying a life insurance policy because you're using part of the portfolio mm-hmm. income to buy the life insurance. But you're, you brought up a good issue in that, unfortunately, when we get into our 60s and later, we may not be able to get life insurance it's because of health issues. It's something to think about. So instead of making a premium payment, we kind of make the premium payment to ourselves by not taking mm-hmm. as much money out of the portfolio so that the portfolio at least can grow a little bit for the surviving spouse rather than maybe getting a, tax, a tax-free death benefit. Now, very quickly, before we got to wrap it up here in a sec, but, but, but before we do, you know, back to this life insurance issue, 
if somebody has a term policy that they were able to get that was fairly affordable three or four years before they retire just because they wanted it in place and they come to you and they say well i'm thinking of of uh, getting rid of it um well let's make sure that you don't need any death benefit before you drop any life insurance policy that you currently have Make sure you don't need it because the worst thing to do is to drop the insurance, then find out, well, I really do need some life insurance, and you find out, um, I'm not as healthy as I thought. The doctor didn't give me that super clean, squeaky clean bill of health, and now I can't get the insurance. Yeah. So you want to at least look into what's going on with your life, whether you need what you have, and maybe convert a portion of it to a more permanent style policy based on the insurability that you showed years ago rather than the insurability that you have today. We talk about managing your financial future, and that's exactly what this is. It's the podcast, Managing Your Financial Future. Uh, People should know very quickly, Professor Plum, that we do have a Social Security decision kit. This may be something that interests them. This goes more along the lines of maybe when should I take it, how should I take it. That's when you have the option of planning for Social Security, not after you're 75 and you've already taken it for 10 years. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It's it's always good to do it ahead. Planning, you can't really plan afterwards, so planning ahead, while that's sort of an odd phrase, to say it's exactly what you do. Uh, if you want to learn more about our Social Security Decision Kit, you can get in touch with us right here at Lucia Capital Group. We also have our, our, our weekly webinar, not a weekly, but we do have webinars, and oftentimes they deal with Social Security. Taxation is a big one, but if you want to learn more, you can uh, ch- check us out on our on our, our webcast. Well, good, better, and different. Social Security forms the foundation for many uh, retirees' income life. Absolutely, and if not most. Yeah, and so it is an important factor in your retirement plan. Exactly. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. My thanks to uh, Ray Lucia Jr. for uh, uh, jumping in here and, and, and giving us the idea to talk about. If you need more information from us, you can talk to us at luciacap.com. You can also uh, give us a call, 800-644-1150, and talk with Professor Plum yourself. For Professor Rick Plum, I'm Johnny Dean. This is the podcast, Managing Your Financial Future. We'll talk to you again next time. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice. It is not intended or written and cannot be used for the purpose of avoiding penalties imposed by law. You should seek independent advice from a tax professional. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. Its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Lucia Capital Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. SSA website is at www.ssa.gov or call 800-772-1213 to speak with an SSA representative. No client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from LCG or from any other investment professional. Examples cited are hypothetical, are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. Annuities are long-term investment products designed for retirement purposes. Guarantees are based on the claims-paying ability of the issuer subject to their terms and conditions. Early withdrawals may be subject to surrender penalties and, if taken prior to age 59 and a half, may be subject to an additional 10% federal tax. Annuities are not FDIC-insured. Certain terms and conditions apply. So please read insurance company materials carefully. Insurance product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company and are subject to their terms and conditions. Insurance products offered through Lucia Securities, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0H40817. Lucia Securities is the DBA for Lucia Insurance Services. The investment professionals are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and member FINRA SIPC. Lucia Securities, LLC was acquired by LPL Financial August 2020. The investment professionals of Lucia Securities, LLC are now affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital.